Hey everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to another episode of Fresh Out the Cocoon. I'm your host, Joy, as always. Um, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to um, have you guys here with me again. I believe this is like episode number 10. Like we are hitting milestones, y'all. It is episode number 10 and I'm super excited and I'm super happy um, because things are going well and the show is going well and I have guests and let's get right to it. Okay, so today we actually have a very special guest with us. Uh, She is a comedian, writer, actor, producer, and above all things, a human person. Miss Cecily Alexandria is here with us today, and she's going to talk to us about her new book that she just came out with, which is entitled, entitled, Vagina Strong. Hey there, Cecily. Hey. Hey. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, I wanted to have you here, um, ironically, I guess, during the time of what is known as cuffing season. To me, cuffing season, I think, runs from the time it gets cold until the time like when the weather breaks. So it's a long period of time for me. It's not just like November and December. Um, But I wanted to have you on the show because I think that sometimes it's important to have different perspectives. about this season and about relationships and how we look at love and we look at life. Uh, And I know that you had just, um, at the time when I was actually thinking about initially having you um, on the show, you had just started, um, you had just released your book, which I said Mm -hmm. was entitled Vagina Strong. And so I wanted to kind of have you on the show to talk about your own experiences and talk about the things um, that you've kind of lived through. And for everybody who has not gotten this book yet, you need to get this book. Um, It's just, you're, you're so open and you're so raw and just fresh and like it's, it's written from the heart and you, you know, you can kind of tell just by, you know, just by reading, reading your pages and reading the different chapters um, and the material that you cover. And so reading this, I was kind of inspired. There was a lot of things that I could relate to. And I was like, dang, yeah, I know what that feels like. Um, And then there was a lot of things, you know, in the book that I also found myself laughing and chuckling about and, and different things like that. So we're going to get into the book. Um, but first, before we go ahead and start, I just want you to kind of introduce yourself um, to the people who may be listening, those who may have not heard um, heard of you or heard of your book before. Maybe tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, I'm Cecily Alexandria. Um, I am a comedian. I've been uh, doing comedy for about five years um, in Philly and all over the country. Um, (laughs) um, so I do stand up. I am a writer and I, like you've been plugging my book, Vagina Strong. Um, I started writing that last year and just, uh, put it out recently. Um, and then I do other things with writing and comedy, like sketch writing and, um, improv and all the all the things that you're supposed to do in comedy um, <laughs> and yeah that's pretty much me I am a pretty chill quiet person and people are always surprised when I tell them I do comedy 
Yeah. And they're like, what do you, what do you do on stage? And I'm like, I'm pretty much the same person. So, <laughs> okay. That's who I am. Cool. And so you said that you're a writer, I think, but you also, you have a blog, right? Do you also write for a blog? Um, I don't write for my own blog. I write okay. for um, Newsworks, um, their online blog, newsworks.org. And I've put out a few essays on there, just dealing with life, some uh, serious issues and some uh, not serious at all issues. So, yeah. Okay, and so because I I was pretty sure that I had seen some of your like some of your essays before I actually seen the book, and I will say right. that the book is like entertaining to read. So um, you cover serious issues and not so serious issues as well, um, but you can kind of tell like when, just by reading the book that there's you know that there's some type of um, like you have some type of skill set. Uh, and being able to write and really convey your ideas. Um, and so the book was concise. It was good to read as somebody who is like in academia of reading papers all the time. And it's like, sometimes you read students papers and you're like, why don't y'all just get to the point? Like, what are you trying to say? Um, so it was good to sit down and read this and be like, yes, I get it. I get it. I understand. Um, so it's very, 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 very well written. I enjoyed it. Oh, thank you. Oh, no problem. Thank you. Okay. So kind of talking about this book a little bit, um, the topic for this show, we are continuing um, our discussion on cuffing season. Um, and so uh, I know that there's a lot of things that you cover in the book. A lot, a lot of things mm-hmm. that you cover in the book. Yeah. Um, one of the <laughs> one of the things that you cover in the book is like your experiences in online dating. Um, and uh I kind of wanted to talk about this a little bit. Well, one thing you bring up quite quite a bit, and I kind of chuckled a little bit, like you kind of talk about the um the experiences that you had with um a young gentleman who also happened to be African. And I laugh about that because I have a gentleman who's African and I said, oh, okay, Um, I probably should read this part and wonder, um, (laughs) does it relate or does it not relate? Um, So that was interesting. But if you could talk a little bit um, in reference to like your online dating experiences, um, maybe not give too much away for the people who still need to cover the pages um, in the book. But how has it been for you, um, you know, in the scope of just online dating and and your your experiences, the highs, the lows, the in-betweens? Yeah. Um, well, first, the book itself is uh, Vagina Strong, and then there's a tag that is um, Faith, Sex, and Life Through the Journey of a Virgin, yes. which I think is important, the virgin part, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, just yeah. because that's a thing, and I right. happen to be one of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, dating has been a very weird thing for me, mm-hmm. um, because of my, where I come from in my faith and then being a 30 something person trying to figure out dating and what I want and what I don't want and all the things. So my online dating experience 
have been not very productive for okay. me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I mean, I've definitely learned what I don't want, um, but I haven't quite learned what I do want okay. or like from those experiences, I guess. Um, but I um, I didn't do a whole lot of uh, – I didn't get into – any real relationships there was only one that was that to me felt closer to a relationship and then and that was the African um but yeah dating for me has been a uh, silly <laughs> uh-huh. um but I I don't know um in cuffing season for me is all year round. <laughs> okay. I would like to be cuffed. Cuff all, yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> I don't care if it's hot or cold. Um, <laughs> I get it, but um so I don't have a whole lot of experience with the cuffing season itself. Mm-hmm. Um but I um online dating I think my main problem with online dating is that people can't get me like you answer all these questions you put your profile up and then sometimes I sometimes I answer the questions like very sarcastically and other times I answer them like very straight but you don't really get to know that I'm like a very dry humor person very sarcastic just you don't get my personality. So you're basically just going off of how I look on the, like, four pictures I post and whatever, like, am I a Christian or am I, like, whatever, whatever those, like, four questions are. So I think that lends itself to randoms, (laughs) like random people who are just like, I like, I like your picture, and it's like, yeah, there's more to me than my picture. Um, and they don't, it's hard to kind of establish who I am on through online. So mm-hmm. I really struggle with that, and often I want to punch people in the face, and <laughs> I don't, don't. Oh, that's, that's but good. But I want to. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> We want to, you know, we, we stop the violence. So that's good. <laughs> I mean, I think that's helpful. But no, I'm, I'm, so here's the, th- I'm totally in agreement with you about the whole cuffing season year round thing, right? Like, I do not want to be cuffed like October through April and then like be let go in May, like because it's warm outside. So, yeah, and I, you know, I feel like there's a lot to do. There's a lot to do with someone during all months. Like, so why can't we be outside together? Right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, there's pools to go to. There's beaches, right? Like, you need somebody to eat an ice cream cone with. Why not me? <laughs> right, why not exactly. Me? So, I, I mean, I totally 112%. I get you on that. Right. And the other part is like, I've been cuffed for a while now. So 
I don't really like cuffing season was like, you know, I don't want to say like cuffing season happens every year. And like now it's like it's like a holiday that I, do, I don't celebrate because okay. <laughs> like when you're in a relationship, like you can't celebrate cuffing season. Like it's just, you know, it, 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 it it's just it's not not a holiday for you to celebrate. So I get that, too. Yeah. Um, but your talks about like, you know, how you kind of grown up in this how you currently are, are are growing up like you know in regards to your faith and looking at things like um um your your virginity and how that plays a part in how you are navigating your life and navigating your relationships i think that that is also interesting um and so mm-hmm. i too was a 30 30 something individual and and was a virgin um and so i know at least from my experience, the type of almost like not pressure, I wouldn't call it pressure, but maybe on some level, the feelings of almost like for me at times, it was like feelings of inadequacy. Like, like Mm -hmm. when people ask you like, why you haven't had a baby yet? Like, well, how come, like, why haven't you lost this thing yet? Well, like it takes two to (laughs) tango. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like you kind of feel like, well, what do you want me to do? Like, how do you want me to, you know, I don't know what people expect. Um, And I know you talk about it in your book too. Like, you know, you having to go on, um, like when you visited the doctor's office and like having to explain to people that you weren't sexually active um, Mm -hmm. and them not believing you. I've been there, done that too, right? And it's like, um, those type of experiences kind of do shape your, (laughs) help to shape like your worldview around like relationships and what you want and different things like that. And like, you know, living now in, in a culture where cuffing season is like the norm and people are, you know, if it's not cuffing season and YOLO and hooking up and all of these different things. So Mm -hmm. like, how do you kind of manage those things? Um, like, is it, is it, are there, are there certain things that you do? Are there certain checkpoints that you have um, when looking at being in a relationship with, with somebody? Um, I know we kind of talked about online dating. Do you prefer to meet people like in person opposed to meeting them um, like through these online dating channels, et cetera? Right. Um, I, let's see, I don't have a formula for anything in my life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I do know that uh, last year, or maybe it's been a while now, but I went through a phase where I was just trying to get laid because I Mm -hmm. just wanted that virgin thing to be not a thing for me anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, But then after a while and like, not wanting to just give it to anybody or whatever or lose it to anybody, depending on how you want to call it. Um, I have kind of figured out that I am not necessarily waiting for marriage, but I would like to at least be with someone who values me to some Mm -hmm. degree. Um, So I, I really honestly don't know um, I have no real formula for my life, dating life. Um, I would like to meet people 
um, in person because I mm-hmm. feel like you get a more real, I mean, obviously when you meet somebody and they are, it's specifically for dating, there's certain levels of walls and, like, putting on to impress you. I do like the idea of being, like, set up but not knowing I'm being set up, which is kind of weird, but, like, yeah, put me in the room Yeah, please explain that because I don't somebody. understand. Okay. No, like, put me in the room with somebody and just, like, let, like, don't tell us that we're, like, just let it happen. Like, just be like, hey, Cecily, come to my game night. And, hey, Jim Bob, which I probably wouldn't date a Jim Bob, <laughs> but... Uh-huh. I mean, I'm open, but I don't know about Jim Bob. But hey, Jim Bob, like, come to my game night, and like, you know that the two of us are have something that might be of interest to each other. Mm-hmm. So that I'm like, that kind of brings in we're just being our normal human selves and not putting all the pressure of like here's your blind date, so now go and figure it out. Um, And I just made that up. So I don't (laughs) – I've never been in that situation that I know. Oh, okay. Um, I was about to follow up. So so you like a more natural uh, type of environment, but, like, no, you just kind of – that was off the cuff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, Just an idea that I would like to explore. I'm also open to my mom arranging my marriage oh. because she knows me very well. Um, so you I would trust your mom. Dad. Oh. <laughs> you would trust your, <laughs> but you would trust your mom to to do the to do the the picking for you. Yeah, yeah, I would. Um, I don't have that many friends that would really be like. Hey, you, whoever you send my way, I am all in. But my mom, I feel like she knows me very well. Mm-hmm. So if she just happened to find somebody that she was like, this is a good a good one for you, I'd be like, all right, um, I'm into it. Um, I don't even know if I answer any of your questions, but... <laughs> Yeah. No, I think I think in some ways you did, right? So how you navigate cuffing season is just kind of like, you know, you don't really have a formula for it, right? Like you're not you're not really yeah. there's not any set rules. Um and so I think I mean in some ways I think that could be really, you know, really cool. Um I mean, you know, if you like to live on the edge and, you know, if you're into surprises and stuff, like that works. Um like yeah. I actually, you know, I kind of, I met my boyfriend by mistake. So like, it's not a mistake anymore, but it was a mistake when it happened. <laughs> like, and that was actually through online dating. So it was kind of like, you know, it was kind of like that happy surprise type thing where, oh, right. it wasn't something I was looking for. It wasn't something I was expecting. And then it happened. And then it was like, oh, this is really nice. Um, So I kind of get that. Um not necessarily having rules and different things and kind of allowing yourself to be more natural. Cause then you don't feel like you have to put on for people. 
Um, And I do think on some levels, especially, I mean, even if it's not a blind date, like sometimes being in that, just in the mindset that it is a date, like you do the most, like you do the extra because (laughs) like, because you know that like, that's what you're supposed to do. Right. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, it, it it could be very much over the top and what you wind up getting at the end of the day is somebody like you get like the character of like it's the person it's the character that the person plays and not the real person um, right. so, yeah. so oh, I um sorry when no, you're I fine. go on dates I try to do like I'm put on makeup but mm-hmm. I don't put on all the makeup right. I don't want them to think I always look like this. It's like <laughs> one step higher than like what I normally look like. Okay. Just so that they know that I like, I can take care of myself and I can look like a decent human being, mm-hmm. but I don't want them to think that I'm always like putting on, taking an hour to do my face. Mm-hmm. So, I'm so not you like kind of makeup without the finishing powder. <laughs> um, I put on like eyeliner and lipstick. Okay. And call it a day. <laughs> okay. No, I actually heard. Um, I had heard someone else. Uh, somebody else has said that a celebrity said like they don't get dressed up anymore. Oh, Laverne Cox. She said it. She was like, she don't get dressed up anymore when she goes on, on like first dates or whatever. Like you kind of get her as is. And then like, after you've proven yourself, then she puts on all, all the makeup. But I think her, her explanation was a little bit different than yours, but it is kind of like that idea. Like I've heard somebody say before too, like, um, somebody made a comment like you have to take women like swimming before you take them on a date <laughs> because like they have right. so much makeup and stuff on like you want to you want to see who the real person you is see like, what underneath. they really look like right <laughs> and so like I mean I guess like that could be that could be something like if you're super painted or you're super you know, super dressed, but I do recommend that men get all the way washed up like this is not this is this only counts <laughs> Wait, this only counts for like make like extra stuff, like things right. that are optional. Absolutely. It's yeah. it's optional to put on makeup. It is not optional to wash up. You wash all the way up. All the way yeah, up. Yeah, definitely take a shower with soap and and after yeah, stuff. I want the deodorant. And wash and brush your teeth. Yes. Mouthwash. Yeah, all the things. Yeah, I'm all of that I, stuff. I think personal hygiene is one thing and you definitely need that. And then the makeup and being all like bam, bam, boom is another thing. Yeah. That's extra. That's extra. Yeah. yeah. No. And so, I mean, I, I think that, you know, I think that's good because I do think honestly, like even when, you know, even in this context of like talking about cuffing season or whatever, I think like people do try extremely hard to get cuffed. But if Mm -hmm. you are like a hundred when you get cuffed, then you can't, you can't go no higher after you're at the top. So, um, I mean, you just set the bar high for yourself. 
And I also think yeah. like makeup is itchy. Like if we just like I'm I have a show <laughs> about this. Like makeup after you put so much on your face, my face starts itching. You forget mm. that it's on. You rub your eye, then it look like you know I do that you all the time. Snuffle. Like there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that people do not take an account of, like the labor that it goes into, like people who wear makeup, um, or the the requirements that are on women um, to be these, you know, these very attractive uh, entities, if that's what you want to call it. All the shaving that we have to do and. Mm-hmm. the shaving and the waxing and the, and then you put all this makeup on your face and then you gotta nobody talks about the touch-ups like you most like all day wear makeup but you still gotta touch up your face and all this extra stuff so no i i'm in agreement with that i think that it's important that you that people see the real you right like yeah. mentally intellectually as well as physically like people should see 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 you as a as an individual yeah and that's something that you also talk about in your book so i think that 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 definitely is helpful <clears throat> and so if you so let's let's so i had a question for you because i mean and, I, and this kind of goes back to like the norms that we kind of have in society so um if you were, let's say if you if you are were um participating in cuffing season um do you, would would you be the person like could you see yourself approaching someone um if you wanted to if there was somebody that you were interested in um let's see i <laughs> <laughs> i'm not really the approaching person I okay i will talk to someone just in a conversation Mm-hmm. But I'm not really, like, I've had friends who I've told them about, like, a crush I've had and whatever, and they're like, this is what you do. You go and you, like, ask him where he likes to, like, whatever. I don't even know their question, like, the things that they were trying to tell me. But uh-huh. they have, like, specific points that I should have been making (laughs) to Mm -hmm. get this person to like me and want to take me out or whatever and I'm like I don't don't, I'm not like I will the best I can do is go and say hi (laughs) and say (laughs) like how are you doing yeah um and see if the conversation comes up but I'm not really a great initiator in that area, which okay. I think is just because I don't, I never practiced it. I didn't date when I was in middle and high school and college. So it's not in me to really be, to be the initiator. And mm-hmm. also I was taught that men are supposed to like do all the things, which I'm not completely in agreement with, but I I do know I have that personality where it's kind of like, eh, I don't don't really have the, um, there's a lot on the line when you, Yeah. (laughs) I mean, guys do have it rough to some degree, like, because there is a lot on the line if you're serious. Right. Like, you actually 
like someone or you're interested in them and you really are serious about it, right. um, all the, like, catcalling and all that, I feel like it's just dumb and not, it's not. Um, but there's a lot on the line to just be like, hey, I'm really interested in you. Let's go do something. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm not so much that person. Um, yeah. Okay. I don't okay. Know. I don't know what else. Uh, I would like to be, I would like to approach men and be like, hey, um, but I just, I have, I did it once and I never talked to that person ever again. <laughs> like, so so like, was it like, did it go really bad or, was, or was you just like? It wasn't terrible. Like they weren't, they were nice to me, but they, okay. they said no. So it was oh. like, which is kind of like, it just hurt my, it hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. But not like I'm so mad at them for being honest, but it still just hurt my feelings, and I never talked to them again. <laughs> so I feel like, <laughs> wait, so you cut them off? It was like, listen, there's no point in this anymore. I mean, there was pro- there. I don't want to get into it, but there's more okay. to it. But just the actual conversation of being like I am interested in you was like the most horrifying moment (laughs) because I'm like I don't everybody's told me I'm not supposed to do that like Mm -hmm. I'm not supposed to put myself out there like that and Mm -hmm. I did it anyway primarily because it was driving me insane to be like I don't know i want to know though so I was like I'm going to find out um so that's the only time I ever did it and I hope I never have to do it again (laughs) I hope it's I don't ever meet somebody where I'm driven to craziness and like I just have to know right um hopefully it can be a little more clear and we can both be on the same page and then it's like cool Let's move mm-hmm. on. Yeah, because um, I well, because I wonder sometimes um, if, like you know, if maybe we give if we give men um, too much credit, like we expect them to know, and then like if they don't know, then but we know, it's like okay, are we missing opportunities, or is it just that they are not? up to par like they're not living their best life because they can't see you know they can't see whatever they need to see and so I kind of feel like you know I wonder sometimes if it's you know if you're interested in somebody and you know and you and this person y'all have maybe y'all have a good vibe between one another but maybe Mm -hmm. he doesn't know that you're interested or he could be scared just like you are and it's like, yeah. okay, well, who bites the bullet and says, well, hey, like, we should go out, you know, we should go out for, I don't drink. So I would say, like, we should go out for wings, right? Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. there's half-off appetizers somewhere. We should, we, <laughs> you know, we should do that sometimes. And, you know, you want to go grab a Pepsi with me? 
Like, we should go grab a Pepsi or <laughs> something like that. So I think, like, you know, I wonder, you know, if, I mean, I do know that times are evolving, but I also feel like, you know, there's still these expectations that you have. Like, women still yeah. on some level expect the man to ask first, right? Women still on some level yeah. expect, you know, you expect those things. And, 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 and sometimes, like, you know, we walk into things rather blindly, you know, and we get stuff we didn't ask for but um but i think like you know if you're if you were interested in somebody like would there be a like could you ever see yourself being so interested in somebody that you were like man whatever like it's worth the risk i'm gonna ask and hope for the best yeah um yeah i should I should feel that way. I <laughs> after our after doing it once, I'm like, no, I've not yeah. ever. But I think your point is a good point, and maybe if I ever meet someone again that I am interested in, um, in that way, maybe I should take a take a risk. Um, but then I might just never talk to them again. <laughs> you gonna make that disclaimer. Listen, I'm gonna ask you a question, and depending on how you answer, <laughs> gonna determine whether this is what whether we even gonna be friends. So right. <laughs> answer wisely, Wesley. Answer wisely. Do you or do you not want to go get this Pepsi? Yes or no. <laughs> Right, and, you know, and yeah. then Wesley. Hopefully, Wesley like Pepsi. That's that'd be my hope. Anyway, <laughs> like I think you're scaring him. I don't think he wants to be here. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Right, <clears throat> but oh, no, I do. I get it. I think that it's you know it's a lot of work. I think it was a lot. I mean, it was a lot of work for like, um, like even my boyfriend telling me how he felt, and like for me to still like even knowing like it was a safe space. To then share my feelings, mm-hmm. I was still like mm, sweating bullets and okay and butterflies and all of that other stuff. I just think like being vulnerable in general is a lot of work. It is a lot of a lot of effort goes into sharing things that you don't typically share with everyone. Um, right, and so there's 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 a lot that kind of goes into that, and if there is that the possibility of rejection if you tie that to that and yeah you'd be swirling for days so I get it (laughs) I understand okay and so kind of moving on a little bit we kind of covered cuffing season we talked about your book a little bit um and in the book you kind of touch on this but it's it's a small it's a small snippet um but i often um i ask guests this because the whole point of fresh out of the cocoon or fresh out the cocoon um is to kind of give a platform to plus size women particularly plus size black women um who mm-hmm. are living their best lives so to speak who are out here and who are not being limited by whatever society says that we can or cannot do. And so I, I know you kind of talk about it a little bit in your book. You you kind of address your weight a little bit. Um, and so I kind of wanted to talk to you a little bit about that and maybe talk about, you know, in the context of dating and different things like that, did you happen to 
to kind of notice in your journey? Was there anything um, about your size that kind of came up in the process or were, um, yeah, I guess that's a more general question. Just did you see in any shape, way or form how your size played a part in, in your dating excursions? Um, I, I saw the difference in myself. My okay. insecurities came out when mm-hmm. I was being, when people were like, oh, I like your picture, whatever. Because um, I definitely put in my, like, online dating profiles, like, pictures of how I look. <laughs> like, I wasn't trying to get the best, like, oh, I look 10 pounds or whatever, like, lighter or, like, you know, there's always one picture where you're like, oh, maybe I am thinner than I, like, no. Mm -hmm. I put out, (laughs) I mean, pictures I look good in, but still, like, full body shots and whatever, like, so you are not, when you come and meet me at the coffee shop, like, you're not like, oh, I thought you were 100 pounds lighter. Um, But for me, like, accepting that people were interested Mm -hmm. was kind of, like, a surprise to me. And I, because I've been working, I've been going through therapy and all the things, and things come up or whatever, but I thought I had kind of conquered some of that, but because dating wasn't a part of a part of that part of my journey, I mm-hmm. didn't realize that I still I have stigmas for myself um, of knowing that I could be attractive to other men. Um, whereas, I mean, because. Girls will be like, oh, you look great, you you know, all the things, you're whatever. And you're like, yeah, that's cool, but, like, (laughs) um, I would like to hear it from somebody else. And then when I heard it from somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, When I heard it from somebody else, it was like, whoa, wait, I don't, do I believe him? Like, is, Mm -hmm. is he just. Is he for real? Is he playing the game? Like, what? I don't know. Um, So it did bring out a lot for me with that kind of, um, with the ideas that were, I guess, deeply ingrained in me about size. Um, And, but in in my life, I've been pursuing all kinds of stuff. Like, I will go to exercise classes that I look like I have no business going to. I will do and I'm doing aerial arts and pole dancing and stuff like that, which is just, like, amazing to people, which is super annoying sometimes. (laughs) Because I'm like, I can, like, I I've always been flexible, so, yeah, I'm still flexible. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like, give me a pole and I'll show you. Right. (laughs) Um, So it's like this weird thing that I've become more confident 
in myself in general, like going through life, um, more specifically since my 30s, since I started my 30s. But um, when it came to dating, it threw me off a little. And I was like, oh, like people can like me and can't Mm -hmm. like, I don't have to be, you know, I don't have to be super thin or look a certain way, um, all the all the things. Because I definitely had some real messed up views of myself and just what was acceptable for a black woman and a woman who was of a certain size or whatever, um, plus size, whatever. Um, and then I'm, like, the more I'm aware of it, the more I'm seeing, like, people with, there There are a lot of women, a lot of big women who have boyfriends or husbands or whomever who are doing, living their lives, and they're not all ugly men, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> Right. Sometimes it's like no, we out here pulling attractive. Go ahead and say it. Say it for the world to hear it. Go ahead and say it. Right. We're not getting the leftovers. We're not getting the leftovers. Yeah. Go ahead. I'll let you tell it. You tell it. It's your turn. Go ahead. (laughs) No, but it is true. Like I, I in some ways thought that that was the expectation. Um, that. Yeah, you might be able to get a man, but he's not going to be hot. He's not going to be, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, they're... He's going to he, be Jim he Bob. He might be... Jim yeah. Bob. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. And, right. and the more I'm seeing more, more people and there's just a lot going on in the world and Instagram, um, <laughs> I am seeing more people... Right just being like this is who I am and I happen to have a good man and it's like what oh wait I could do that too cool I'm on that game like I I so my expectations are that I can have what I want um as far as um like wherever I am in my weight, if I'm what I am now or if I lose weight or whatever, like whomever I end up with should be able to see me and not just like the outside. Um, Although the outside is pretty awesome, Mm -hmm. but he, (laughs) he should be able to see like all of me and not just be like, oh, you gained or lost. Like, right. so that's how yeah. I feel about that. Well, and I think that that's, you know, <clears throat> I think that, um, I think it's, you know, it's really, it's really important because I often hear um, just a lot of groups that I'm in in the community that I'm a part of, even when we talk about things like internet dating or online dating, it's not called internet dating, it's called online dating, online dating, (laughs) we talk about it. And like, that's one of the biggest things that I hear a lot of women say, like, I always post full body pictures. 
So whenever mm-hmm. I show up, people are fully aware of my body. They know exactly what it looks like. Like they know what they're getting into. Like, and I've been, mm-hmm. you know, I've been in conversations with people where, you know, other individuals have on some level, like accused them of catfishing because mm-hmm. they feel yeah. like their body didn't look like what it did or, you know, look like whatever was in the pictures or whatever. And, you know, sometimes it makes me wonder, I don't think that people with smaller bodies have the same type of um, the same type of pressure, right? To make sure. I mean, I think that there's some pressure there, um, but most people who are larger in size know why they're posting those pictures, those full body pictures, because they don't want to find themselves in that position where somebody is saying, like, you know, oh well, you, you know, I thought you were smaller and per, you know, smaller, and then you show yeah. up and you're this, that, and the other. It's kind of like to be in like to full disclosure. Like, this is who I am. This is what I look like. These are my thighs. This is not Photoshop, that sort of thing. Um, And so I think that it's interesting to also hear that, um, just to hear that, like, within the community. But I am extremely, I mean, I'm happy for you. And I'm excited to know that you've gotten to a place to where, you know, you can believe (laughs) what other people say about you. Um, And I don't think that this is necessarily something that is, that's like, uh, that's foreign. I think, you know, I mean, I can attest to it myself. That was, that was something that I struggled with. Like, again, all your friends, like, you know, everybody hyping you up in a circle, like, girl, you cute. Mm-hmm. You look like this. You look <laughs> right. like that. And you'd be like, yeah, girl, thank you. Thank you. All right. And then like you go outside and like Frank is like, Hey, you like, Hey, beautiful, whatever. Like, you know, is that sort of thing or <laughs> You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or your heart is racing three times than what it should be um, because you don't know whether or not to believe what somebody else is saying about you. And it does kind of come back to that place of self-reflection. Like, okay, is it that they said it or is it because you don't believe it? Um, right. And so there was a lot of, you know, even on my end, kind of to attest to some of the things that you're saying, some of that stuff I had to look through myself and be like, you know, if there's no other opinions that are in the room, except for these positive ones, then where's the pushback coming from? Right. And then yeah. again, like you said, you thought certain issues was taken care of. I felt myself sitting on a bed, like on the weekend by myself, like a great day outside, like working through my own issues, working through, um, you know, my own weight stigma that I had within myself. Like, how do you see yourself and, um, and different things. And I remember I read an article and I think it's by Jess Baker. She had wrote an article that was like seven things. No one will tell fat girls. So I will. And I think Mm -hmm. I remember reading that article and it was like, you know, it was like little things. Like everybody has roles when they bend over different Mm -hmm. things like that. And I remember like, I mean, I have these moments, I'd be by myself, but I had these moments like where like I stand in the mirror and I actually look at my body, like not Mm -hmm. like, you know, not like look at your body to get dressed, look at your body, but like, Mm -hmm. look like, take a moment, look at it. It's there, take it in. Um, and, and, and really be able to admire my body for the beauty that it is. And I notice that when I stand there, things become very normalized. Things become very like, you know, the things that everybody, you know, you often hear in the media about that's so undesirable. 
and big hips and thighs mm-hmm. and all of this other stuff. And I just stand there, take a deep breath, look at it, and I say, oh, yeah, this whole big fudge bar, it's all mines. And, <laughs> you know, and you admire it for what it is, you know, mm-hmm. and that type of internalized confidence kind of helps me go out the day, um, you know, and and you do meet people and it's not just the unattractive men who like, you know, we're not, you know, big girls, fat girls, we're not the scrappy seconds. Like we, we're also not yeah. the leftovers, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the idea that only, we only, you know, we only pull leftovers is ridiculous in mm-hmm. and of itself. And, um, and I think, you know, I think, you know, when once you go on, once you start to get out there, you're 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 dating, you're doing all these different things. I think it becomes a lot more evident that it's not it's not always the way the society paints the picture to be. Um, and right. so, you know, one of the goals again, like of this podcast, is to kind of highlight those things, like nah, do like or do that's. Um, we are living like I seen you in them little silky scarf things and you was flying around and stuff. It's called Ariel, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like you was tied up in them scars and was spinning around in circles and all that stuff. Like we can do those things and like we can pole dance and like there are other things to us besides just our bodies that help make us who we are. Um, mm-hmm. And in some ways, like, yes, we are irreplaceable. Like, you're not going to find another Cecily. You're not going to find another Joy. You may find somebody close, but they ain't going to be us. Um, And so I think that it is commendable um, that despite the narratives that are being spun um, to fit whatever, you know, whatever societal standard that that's that's running this year, next year, maybe something else. Um, But you know, that people are still pressing on, that you are still going out to, you know, to to live your dreams and, and to do comedy, you know, and comedy in a way that you're not like, you're not necessarily like reinforcing stereotypical norms. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not about, um, like, you're not the like you're not the fat black girl at the butt of all the jokes and things of that nature. Um, and so I right. think that that's, you know, I think that that's really cool. Like, and I can appreciate, you know, seeing you out there and getting it, you know what I mean? We're going to work on the whole approaching thing. Hopefully like, are you, so are you looking right now? Are you looking to date someone? I'm open to date someone. So should we send like a signal boat, a signal boost? Do we need to be like, you know, if you are listening to this right now and you are interested in yeah. Miss Cecily Alexandria, okay, we're gonna we're gonna run her we're gonna run her social media information at the end of this show. Now listen, Jim Bob, listen, if you listen Jim, Jim Bob, Bob who is hot though. Right, Jim Bob. If, if, if you if, ain't got your stuff together, be Jim Bob, he's gotta be together and bob if you ain't if you ain't got your stuff together i'm gonna need you to leave this information alone but for those of you (laughs) who have met the have met the standard okay we send out we're gonna we're gonna release this information and and then we and then we can do some follow-ups 
and see how this how this how went for you. Um, because I'm sure, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are there are a lot of people that are out there waiting. They need somebody who can write, right? Need somebody who mm-hmm. can articulate themselves, who can make them laugh, who can who can be fun to be around, um, and who also needs to be entertained from time to time. And like your mm-hmm. bio says, like you are a human person. Okay. Like yep. who don't need a human? Okay. So <laughs> if they are a human and you are a human and y'all both looking for human stuff, um, I think I think that will work. I think that will work. I think it will work for you. So but no, yeah. I'm extremely, extremely <laughs> proud. Extremely proud. Like I seen the book come out and I was like, OMG, Cecily wrote a book and I gotta go get it. <laughs> And then I seen the name and I was like, vagina strong. And I said, hot diggity dog. Cause I got a vagina <laughs> and it's strong. So I was like strong vaginas. That's what we're talking about. Uh, so yeah. yeah, but okay. So I want you to go ahead. This is going to be your time. This is your opportunity. I want you to go ahead and tell our listeners where they can find you. All right, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter under Cecily the Great, that's C-E-C-I-L-Y, the T-H-E, Great, G-R-E-A-T, just in case you didn't know. Um, And you can find me on Facebook. I think my fan page is like Cecily Alexandria Comedian. Um, and I have a website, it's cecilyalexandria.com, so, and all that information is there as well. Okay, and then tell us about the book. Where is the book at? The book is on Amazon. You can, uh, type in, probably Cecily Alexandria is the safer one, but if you want to, Vagina Strong, you just might have other things pop mm, up right um <laughs> which right. i mean it's fine like we need to get comfortable with it but if you're not yet comfortable search you need supplies for cup season <laughs> right. supplies. supplies um and anywhere i am i have a book on me um so yeah it's just and it's Feels good Kindle, to meet you in person so behind you yeah all right. <laughs> so that's where you can find the book, and I encourage you to read it and share it with other people because it is. Um, I think it. I think it does do the vagina. Uh, no, I don't even know the word. It's a good feminist <laughs> kind of book, yeah. like. Vagina strong, like that's a good thing to encourage people with. So, um, well, and yeah, I think it's very like I'm plugged the book because I've read it and and I and let me tell y'all, okay, let's put this in context, right? So I'm in the last leg, <clears throat> okay, last leg and a half, okay, maybe last two legs, last two legs <laughs> of my PhD program, right? Ooh. And I took I took some time to read this okay i don't add books to my reading list anybody who's writing 
doing a PhD knows that you got more than enough stuff that you already need to read, more than enough articles. Um, but I took the time out to read this and I wasn't disappointed. I don't feel like I lost any time on my life or like, you know, my, or my degree is going to get pushed back because of this or any of that stuff. Um, <laughs> and so this, this book, I mean, just, just, just for the openness alone, right. And the honesty alone, right. Understanding yeah. the ways that sex does play a part in our everyday life and not just that but you know how we see ourselves how we see our you know our faith what we believe in what we lean on for structure what we lean on for strength all of those things and if you've never in your life been in a certain place or a point um, where you feel like you should have accomplished some things that you haven't accomplished yet um, then maybe you wouldn't kind of understand how this relates. But for those of us, and I think it's most of us who have kind of crossed, you know, crossed certain time limits or what have you and what we thought we were going to achieve by a certain date or mm -hmm. time or year, um, this this book is kind of serves in a lot of ways as a great encouragement, right? That there's so much more to us, to life than just deadlines. Um, and mm -hmm. so this is a great book. It's an easy read. It's less than a hundred pages, I think, or maybe I was it's just so caught up yeah. that I got, you know, <laughs> that I kind of looked past here. Wait a minute. Yeah. It's a little bit over a hundred pages, but if, but you won't notice, you won't notice, um, you won't notice. And so it's very well put together. It's a great book. And so I recommend that people go and get it. And then plus, you know, you know, everybody in black community talking about support black businesses and stuff because you published this on your own, right? Yes. This is self-published. Come on here. Self-published. <laughs> you wrote it. You're the author. You're the publisher. And if if they see you in the in person, you're also the distributor. So come on and support <laughs> support a black business here. Okay. Support a black business. Um, and so this is awesome. And then I do know. Well, everybody should get it. You said it's on Amazon, so people should get it. Um, and when we post this, I'll also post that website um, whenever I advertise it so that people know that they can click on the link and they can go ahead and get and get your book. Um, awesome. Yeah, because it's necessary. It's necessary. Now, as far as comedy goes, do you have any upcoming events? Are you are you are you making people laugh somewhere? Um, yeah, in Philly, I have, um, some things coming up in October and November. I'm okay. actually performing sometime in November. I don't even know all the dates, but it's a comedy show at a strip club. So it's like my first oh. time ever, do, ever being in a strip club. Is it a male and strip doing club comedy. or a female strip club? Um, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. All right, well, but I'm doing. I'm actually doing stand up. I'm not taking off my clothes. I'm doing stand up there, but I just think <laughs> okay. it's funny because, like, the arc of vagina strong. I feel like that is like obvious where I would end up at the right. <laughs> at the right. end of the book. <laughs> Right. Well, and I mean, you know, strippers, strippers need people, you know, sometimes strippers have a hard time with people seeing, seeing them as human beings, human people. Right. So they need yeah. somebody to look past the outward and look on the inward. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you could, 
there could be a connection you know if it's a if it's male strippers maybe they need someone to see them for the on the inside you need somebody to see you on the inside and so y'all might yeah. leave, come y'all might come come separately but leave <laughs> together is what i'm trying to trying to say <laughs> shoot you know right you know, you can, or at least i mean you could at least leave with like a g-string or something just a little <laughs> just a little little something oh man but you know, I mean, if yeah. you want, I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily want it's sweaty. I don't. Oh, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Okay, <clears throat> let's move on yeah. here. Yes, let's move on. You know, <laughs> um, let's move on. Yeah. So I'm gonna be in Philly. Um, for I'll have um some shows in Philly in October and November. Um, so far. And I'm open for bookings. If anybody needs a comedian for their event or, you know, whatever, I do basically clean comedy. Um, so, you know, hit me up on my website or whatever. All right. And so, Cecily, i like to thank you once again for coming and spending a little bit of time with me talking about your book, talking about Cuffin' Season talking about how you are out here living life and having fun and swinging through the air and sliding on poles. <laughs> I'm I'm happy I'm happy to be to to have this book. I I'm super proud of seeing the things that you are doing. Grateful to have you here. Um I definitely appreciate you showing up and taking your time to kind of talk to us today. Um, we've listed all your information. I also like to thank everybody out there who's listening, who's listening today, who may be listening tomorrow or in the months to come. Um, but not too late if you want to catch Cecily in November um, when she does her stand up because then you miss it. So make sure that you listen to this, download it, tell your friends, get the book. Um, they make great Christmas presents. Um, yeah. So make sure that you are shopping early, that you are prepared. And as always, so I guess now it's my stuff. So fresh out the cocoon. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Apple. We're on iTunes Radio. We're also on Google Play and Spreaker Radio. Um, there's a Facebook page, Fresh Out the Cocoon. There's also a Facebook discussion group where we can talk about the episodes afterwards. And I believe that's the Fresh Out the Cocoon discussion group. If you're interested in merch, you need to see me at freshoutthecocoon.com. I also have Instagram for the podcast as well as the t-shirt line. For the podcast, it's just at Fresh Out the Cocoon. For the t-shirt line, it's at FOTC underscore T's. And then on Twitter, dear Lord, have mercy. Um, that that handle is at FOTC underscore podcast. So I am on all of these channels. Um, all of these channels. And Cecily, you have all her channels. And once again, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in. And as always, be you and stay fresh. Oh, yeah.